Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. Hey, this is Kelty Knight from Lady Gang. Hey, it's Steve Offs from the Steve Offs Show. This is Heather Dubrow from Heather Dubrow's World. Hey, this is Rob Riggle. And Sarah Tiana from Riggle's Picks. This is Caitlin Bristow from Off the Vine on Podcast One. This Veterans Day, I'd like to give a special thanks to all those who've served in the armed forces. From the Army, the Navy, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and the Reserves. Because of your bravery, we can live without fear. Because of your valor, we can soar into the bright future. Because of your sacrifice we don't have to sacrifice the liberties that we hold so dear we could not do it without you thank you again for your service and all of us at podcast one hope you enjoy a safe holiday weekend napa know-how this month napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash like a five quart jug of napa full synthetic motor oil for just 1649 with savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws. $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code Enjoy15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Well, there's a new rumor out there, uh, Mark Fernandez. Uh, Mark Sidious, as it were. Yeah, I love rumors. I'm going to throw it your way because uh, everybody's talking about it. They might talk about it on the on the regular Jedi Council, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because it happens to be uh, potentially character that you uh, know and love. Okay, and that is Matt Smith, who is a part of Episode Nine, is rumored to be playing a young Emperor Palpatine. Matt Smith, Doctor Who. 
Okay. For, okay, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, like, I, I like I was half listening to you, but now you got my attention. I got your attention. I knew it because okay, it's okay, okay. the emperor. So, so start again from from the top. Well, episode uh, nine. Okay. All right. Matt Smith. He is a part of episode nine. We don't know what. He's been announced when he was announced by the trades, by Disney. They said it was an important role, but we don't know what. Okay. You know, they're keeping it close to the vest. So this uh, this uh, rumor, which a number of people are, are, are reporting on, is that he is going to be playing a young Emperor Palpatine. Wow. How could that be possible? Well, look, I mean, you've you've been the one, and mm. I've been very dismissive of this fan theory of yours. Mm. Which is that there's going to be a lot of flashbacks. I mean, I think that – I don't know about a lot. I just know right. that – But the element of flashback, which is an element I think first and only used in Last Jedi. Well, they did uh, They did force backs in uh, Force Awakens. Ray gets visions. We Ray see, gets visions. We see okay. Bespin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We see the Jedi uh, fall with uh, Luke Skywalker there, which was hinting at episode – Eight. Right. And we get some kind of trippy stuff in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, trippy stuff in Revenge of the Sith. Um, okay, so so look, it's inside the lexicon. You can you, – right? my, my point is is that because of – especially because of Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, you can show flashbacks. You can use flashbacks yes. to your And you've advantage. been talking flashbacks for a while now. Yeah. I, I think that you could, you could couch them in Force visions. And now this kind of says, well, I mean, it's the only way to get Palpatine in there is through a flashback. Or some people are, are looking at this and going, wait a minute. Remember my favorite uh, comic book that came from Dark Horse? Yeah, yeah, the It was the Dark, em- yeah. uh, the Dark Empire. Yeah. Uh, and that was a young Palpatine returning yeah. via a clone. Is that the emperor made – said in case of emergency, break glass and he would have yeah. – he had a number of clones that he would then I know, jump but that, into. But then that sounds to me like Star Trek Nemesis and, and I'm not interested in that. I, I'm not – I mean it could be cool but – I liked it in the comic. You've seen Star Trek Nemesis, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. That's the one I, with I, your boy uh, from The Revenant, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom play, Hardy, that's plays, right. Plays Picard. Yep. Uh, I like – I mean I like the idea of uh, of jumping in. I, I liked it in the comic. Right now, I can't really see it. I can't really I, – I don't know how to believe yeah. this or how to take this. I, so, I, so so who's saying these rumors? Where Where is it getting sourced from? I don't know. I mean, it's, all these things are coming from uh, – let me see if I can find it. I'm on fan-sided right now. And uh, I'm going to just go ahead and look. During the Weekly Planet podcast, James Olson spoke about how Matt Smith could be appearing as young Emperor Palpatine. Who's Matt Smith? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, It was part of the Hot Scoop or Shot of Poop part of the show, which is a great name, uh, who detailed that according to a source of his who was close to the production, Matt Smith has been brought in to play young Emperor Palpatine. Okay. So it was a podcast. It was something right. that um, – Bigger than Rule of Two, you think? Might be. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't checked their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We got a good – I mean we have a healthy you – know, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we have a healthy yeah. fandom I mean, That's here. why it's a fair question. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, your, your thoughts. You don't, you don't want it. No, no. First of all, anything with Palpatine, I'm in. OK. OK. So that's a blanket statement. Yeah. Okay? And it's, it's probably one of my favorite – Darth Vader is my favorite character, Anakin Darth. Palpatine's my second. Right? Yeah, you right. Know? And then probably Luke, right? So yeah. that's the order for me. 
Um, so heavily every, weighted dark side. I get it. All right. So everything with everything uh, with Palpatine, I'm in. Mm. Now, if I had to bet, let's let's assume that it's true, which I still think is a big, you know, huge assumption. Yes. <clears throat> I think um, it's it has to be flashback and not yeah. clone. It just it doesn't. It makes more sense to me that they would use the Emperor as a narrative device to contextualize Snoke, mm. which is a need that the fans have, and right. I think a need that the story has, not just the fans. Yeah, that's a far more important need than introducing a young Emperor Palpatine into the mix of you know Kylo being solidified as the leader of the First Order and all of this shit. Yeah, like maybe he's his apprentice or something. It just it seems like a lot of stuff to throw in there, where it makes more sense to me. If somehow Palpatine had a relationship with Snoke, yeah, uh, me too. And I and I like the idea. There there was also other rumors of, but that begs the you know not to interrupt, but but that yeah. also begs the question. Wow, that sounds like a complex scene to have exposition around. Sure. So that sounds like more than a flashback, like we got in the Last Jedi, which is just seconds. Right. This sounds like a friggin' scene. Yeah, and uh, to, to go back, there, there, there's, there was a rumor at one point that um, – and again, sorry for not sourcing these, some of these because it's just – you know, there's a lot that comes out. <laughs> I'll source it here. But I do remember one rumor saying that, um, that perhaps the emperor would appear in a hologram mm. and that you know that could be a way he does it. The emperor but why young? Because like Ian, Ian McDermott is still around. Yeah, he, there's no context to this. He's ready to, to play. He's ready to act. Yeah, there's no context to this one in particular. It's just that their source is saying he's playing the young Emperor Palpatine, which yeah. we do know that they have motion capture technology and that de-aging technology has worked in the past with Marvel. They brought back Tarkin and Rogue One. Why wouldn't you just use Ian yeah, McDiarmid? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's, if it's true, which I think is a huge if, mm. um, it screams of flashback. Yeah. It, it it could be flashback for me. I I personally don't buy this. Yeah, I, I don't buy it at all. I me think either, Matt me Smith. Me, I mean, look, I, I'm. It's wishful thinking for me because I want the emperor in the mix, but yeah, I don't I, buy it either. I've heard he is. Our own Christian Harloff is hearing things. They talked about it on Jedi Council a couple weeks ago. So uh, check that out uh, if you want to kind of get uh, get their thoughts on it. I think that maybe there is going to be maybe a a scene, but like a, a hologram. I think it's more to do with that than a big full part yeah. of Emperor Which Palpatine. Which is a shame because like, that's also very consistent with how they craft these new movies, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like these little momentary scenes, not a lot of development, not a lot of – Right. You know, So that's, that's the rumor there. But yeah. uh, we want to talk about something else for Rule of Two, which we're going to get into uh, right now. <laughs> Welcome, one and all. It is episode 14, Rule of Two. This is the official spinoff show of the Jedi Council Podcast One feed. We are here every Wednesday for your listening enjoyment. I am Mark Yodi Riley, a.k.a. Darth Rylis, joined always by Mark Fernandez, a.k.a. Mark Sidious. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm better today. I'll be honest with the listeners out there. Um, I'm, I'm a little under the weather. It's going around. You know, I'm a little under the weather. So this hopefully will be like my Michael Jordan flu game yeah. podcast. So um That'd be great. Yeah, I'm not I'm not altogether there, but I I thought about not doing the show. Yeah. But then I thought, you know what? 
for the first time, I think, since we've started this show, I honestly felt like if I didn't do the show that there would be listeners that would be disappointed. I've, I've already received a number of tweets today about where is Rule of Two today. And yeah. uh, we are we are recording a little late. That is, you know, by design. The two of us love talking Star Wars, but also by design in our jobs and our daily jobs. We have a lot to do. So yeah. sometimes we'll, we'll record a little bit late. Sometimes we'll be right on schedule. But yeah. Yeah. you're going to get it. We're going to shoot for it every week. So you guys get it. So thank you for that. Uh, it was a great episode last week. Episode 13, where we answered your fan questions. Yeah. Great questions, by the way. Um, they continue to come in. So feel free to hit us up at Riley Around, uh, at Mark Fernandez on Twitter. Just hashtag rule of two. We might answer some, uh, a whole show. Maybe get throw to a it. hashtag rise. Ha- yeah. And they have been doing the rise <laughs> hashtag, which I love. But you can get it on the Podcast One Jedi Council feed which is official. You can also get it on Collider Podcasts, see it on video, which we are now. But let's get into this because, Fernandez, you uh, introduced me to a, a video. Yeah. That... Look, and somebody uh, – two people tweeted me about it. Mm. Jeremy Johns was here uh, you know, for the Schnepp um, yeah, Memorial. Yeah, for Schnepp's Memorial. And he couldn't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he forced me to watch it. Um, he kept watching it throughout you know, the whole uh, weekend. As well as like listening to this guy's like live cast and like his you know Q and A, so it's going around. It's going around, and you saw it, right? I, I saw it, and uh, if people want to see it, it's called Film Fix. Uh, I believe it's Ivan Ortega. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he has created uh, what he's calling the the fixed trailer for the Last Jedi, and uh, <laughs> I really liked it. I really did. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. We, uh, now, I mean, it's not. Look, let's not get carried away hmm. with it. Uh, you want my honest opinion about it? I do. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that it it it, it stunk of amateurism, but hmm. I mean, if you're working with if you're working with uh, limited footage, you can't create new footage. Then it just becomes an exercise in collaging. Sure. Okay. And. As an exercise in collaging, it was very, very, very cool because it did something that I think is very important Mm. and that he was able with very minute tweaks recontextualize the character profile of Luke Skywalker into a way more consistent Luke Skywalker with the original trilogy. Again, your opinion, correct? My opinion. My opinion. Uh, Because we do get, get into it. A lot of you know where we stand yeah. on The Last Jedi, how much I loved it, how much you had some, some questions and some suggestions. Sure, sure, and, yeah. you know, but we love Star Wars, yeah, yeah, so we, we both... can talk about this. But I will say I did get the nerd chills for Luke Skywalker in this trailer right. because it does recontextualize the character to kind of give us the Luke Skywalker a lot of people were expecting. Now, I did just read an article okay. about the canon Luke Skywalker versus the legends Luke Skywalker. And um, it was a great article. It's it's on Mary Sue, uh, I believe, dot com. And I really liked it because it broke down what Luke was doing in the Legends novels and how they tied Luke to also the other main characters, Han and Leia and Lando, yep. the droids and everything. And that in the Legends novels, what what this particular writer noticed is that Luke's journey was always – tied to his friends mm. is that they were always there for him. Yeah. Han and Leia yep. and Lando and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, 
Heir to the Empire, The Last Command, yep. some of the books that started Dark Force, uh, Rising. Dark Force Rising, all these different books out there, even the comics that I mentioned up top, Dark Empire, they're all working together. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, that's, a, fair, that's a fair point. And even when tragedy was striking, because there are echoes or there are similarities in legends <clears throat> that we've seen in the new canon movies, i.e. his uh, Han and Leia's son, Jason, falling to the dark side and becoming Darth Cadus, yeah. I believe his name is. And then the sister, the twin sister, having to ultimately kill uh, the, bro- the, the brother. Sorry, spoilers. I mean, if you haven't read the books by now, well, yeah. they're not canon anymore. So why would you? I don't know. Um, but then how – but the thing that, that stuck with Luke more so than his pupils or his Padawans was that his friends were always there. But then you look at canon, what happened? Um and, and a lot of people don't bring this up, which is interesting to me. People yeah. had problems with Luke Skywalker. But you know who did some some very big swings in the opposite direction? Han Solo. Took off. Left his family. Went to go be the scoundrel that, that we all knew him. Smuggler. All yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, because he was so upset about his own son, Ben Solo, falling to the dark side. Leia continued her her role in politics and becoming a general and all that kind of stuff. But everybody went their separate ways. That's true. Again, that's J.J. It's J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan. That's what they set up in Force Awakens. Yeah. It's just, and that's something that they pointed out. To your point, it's the it's the it's the opposite of how canon was being developed for that, the last yes. 20, 30 years. That, that was the point of the article, is just how different... The legends kept Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. The, the the relationships that Luke forged with Han and Leia kept that intact throughout seventy plus books. I'm I'm sure. So, but I loved the idea that the that this writer went in and said, "Hey guys, JJ and Lawrence Kasdan started this trajectory. Luke vanished. Han went his way with Chewie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ryan Johnson had to pick up." That thread and run with it, and so he did. The, the, and which has always been my point, yeah. is that everybody really blames Ryan Johnson for this. When you have to really look at Force Awakens, J.J. Abrams uh, kind of started that thread in that story. Yeah, Ryan Johnson kind of so, saw it through. But so, 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 given all of that, and all given of that all makes that. perfect sense. Yeah. Do you think they made? First of all, do you think they made the right decision? The. I, the right decision for Luke and all this kind of story stuff. I think it was an interesting choice. I can't call it right or wrong, right? Because it's it's the, the it's the storytellers that was their decision they made. Now, I liked it from a movie standpoint because it subverted my expectations. Because I, like many people, walked into the sequel trilogy going, "We're going to see Han, Luke, and Leia together kicking ass." Yeah, just like the Legends books. And would that have been so bad though? No. I think it would have been great. Yeah. I think that if there was for me a little bit of critiquing, I would have loved to see Han, Luke, and Leia all together. I, I do – I really do of course, wish of I course. would have seen that. Everybody did. But uh, again, we've been through this. The yeah. idea of Luke especially, um, my one tweak there is I, I would have had Rey and them pick up Luke at the end of The Last Jedi yeah. and have him live. So um, – all right. So given that The Force Awakens is The Force Awakens because – at the end of The Force Awakens, he did leave Luke. Like, Luke had vanished. Luke had we, vanished. We didn't know, like, what his thing was. You mm-hmm. know, he was still a blank canvas by the time J.J. got to him. Yeah, okay? yeah. 
And J.J. chose a very specific direction for his character. Mm -hmm. I, I think that this video by this Ivan Ortega dude paints it in a way where instead of being grumpy old Luke, mm -hmm. the Jedi must die and all of this kind of esoteric isolationist, you know, almost cowardly running away from the situation type thing. Like, from a certain point of view. Right. <laughs> he changes it around to saying, hey, like this is my opportunity to get involved and actually train somebody and teach them how to, you know, the ways of the force. Yeah. So we should really kind of describe what this is. So the, the, the trailer kind of opens up with instead of Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke, Luke hands it to Ray. Right. And that right there tells you everything. Right. It sets up that here's Luke being the master. Here's yeah. a lightsaber. I'm going to start training you. Um, there's shots of obviously the First Order. There's shots of Kylo Ren. There's shots of – 20th Century Fox. He adds the 20th Century Fox <laughs> logo back yeah. in. So already we're going back to the like the basics as it were. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's showing – you know. The, it, it's really going into the master apprentice kind of look. We have scenes of Luke and Ray talking, <coughs> intercut with scenes of Snoke and Kylo Ren, intercut with scenes of Luke training Ray, seeing Luke with Leia. But here's the one thing that really got me, and I did it. I was watching this trailer with you and uh, Jeremy. Luke goes out as he does at the end of The Last Jedi, <coughs> and he. Ignites a lightsaber, yeah, and it's green. Right, it is his lightsaber. Yeah. So what we have here is Luke Skywalker taking on the First Order, as a lot of fans wanted to see. Right. With the the, With no the green lightsaber. I mean, he basically eliminated the Force projection element. He got rid of the Force projection element. Yeah. Now, here's where I'm going to poke a hole in this, um, or at least offer my two cents. Sure. Again, same scene. He's standing in front of. A ton of AT-ATs, TIE fighters, all these ships right in front of him. Wouldn't the same kind of idea thing happen where Kylo Ren says, fire everything you have on that man? And are we to expect now that as he ignites that lightsaber, he's going to be able to dodge every bullet, block every bullet or every laser bolt mm. and take down the AT-ATs with a wave of a hand? That is hard for me to wrap my head around. That is the Force Unleashed video game in action. That is stuff I haven't seen right. before that I think a lot of people wanted to see. I'm, T I'm, I'm TBD on my complete thoughts on it. but I think that it, I think it, it honestly would be easier for people to swallow or have swallowed him having enough force power to not let the laser bolts affect him. In, Are we talking like Matrix stuff, or kind of like that Matrix. kind of stuff, where it's like Kylo Ren did it in Force Awakens, but it but it all goes back to a great line that Count Dooku says, right? Like right. this can't be decided by our knowledge of the Force, right? But it must be down to our you know knowledge of the of the old lightsaber. Yeah, I you love because like mano a mano, right? right? Like the Force is very powerful, and you can yeah. shoot me with all these things, and you're not going to get me. You know, right. I'm just like I'm able to dodge that. Right. You want to get me? You got to go at me mano a mano with a lightsaber. Which it, it does hint at because then we do see Kylo Ren get off of the AT-AT and you know, yeah, face which is a great, Luke Skywalker. It's a, yeah, it's a great moment. Uh, if, if you guys haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Uh, people added me at it, so I know two people had already asked us our opinion of it. Mm -hmm. um, my opinion of it was that it just shows that Disney li needs to listen to us 
not not us as in Riley and I, but us as like the fan base. Not that we need to that 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 the tail wags the dog or anything like that, right? But that you do have to take. I don't know more. That that when you're dealing with the biggest franchise in the world of entertainment, that there are responsibilities that I don't know. I don't know because it kind of goes counter to even George Lucas's concept of being an experimental filmmaker. Yeah. Right? Because that's what he ultimately is. He's an experimental filmmaker. So he's the guy that you can't put boundaries on. Right. You know, so we saw that in the prequels. Right. So to 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 imply that putting boundaries on Star Wars would make Star Wars better. Mm. To me, is um, is an erroneous statement. Yeah, I agree with you. Doesn't make sense. Um, but Disney should at least see that going, uh, like you know, like you said, to subvert the expectations of the audience as a as a as a storytelling technique because everybody ex- you know wants X, so you give them Y, mm-hmm. so that you keep it new and fresh. I think is a risk that's kind of turned out poorly for them. Yeah, I, I I I agree a lot with that. I think that um, I think JJ hit it closer than Ryan Johnson did in Force Awakens I agree. I because agree. he had enough of the kind but of he played it very safe. He he played it very safe. Where like yeah. Ryan Johnson went the extreme other mm-hmm. you know direction. Yeah, he like went completely experimental. Yeah, um, I I do want to uh, clarify something. The article. <laughs> That I was referring to of Luke Skywalker, Canon versus Legends. It's over at Monkey Fighting Robots. That's the uh, title of the website. Yeah. Mary Sue was some research I was doing uh, earlier, and it just stuck in my head. Okay. Uh, Daniel Forster did the write-up. Uh, it dropped uh, on November seventh. So cool, if you want to check cool, it, it's a cool concept. It's a really cool concept. And what he did was he also um, maintains that. Luke in The Last Jedi is consistent with George Lucas's vision of Luke Skywalker, which I love because I agree. I, I completely agree. I, See, I've that's, said where it many, I, that's where I don't agree. Yeah, I know. And that's what I love about this podcast is we can get into sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. But, but um, everything you've told me doesn't make sense with that last statement. So mm. if, the, if, the, if the Luke of Lucas okay, mm-hmm. is a Luke that's defined by his relationship – uh, with his friends, okay? Right. Um, and he goes counter to that. Mm-hmm. And, and not only him, but the whole gang, right? The whole gang of Han, Leia, and Luke are defined by their closeness to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're, they are the rebellion, right? Yeah. Like those three are the rebellion. They are. Mm-hmm. Um, for them to have finally destroyed the Death Star and implemented a new uh, uh, government and for them to have separated the way that they did seems to me very inconsistent with the Luke, Han, and Leia of Lucas. So why, why do you think that it's, that it's the same Luke? Uh, because of, and again, I brought this up, the, him throwing the lightsaber away in the face of the Emperor for not going to the dark side to kill his father and realizing at that moment that the Jedi way, Yoda's words are in his head, never for attack. You know, you, your weapons, you, don't, you do not need them. Um, the Jedi is for knowledge and defense, and Luke throwing down his lightsaber was show, like basically standing up to the Emperor that I am a Jedi, and this is what a Jedi would do. Um, and by that also, <coughs> I look at it as Luke Skywalker. He's willing to sacrifice himself for his father. 
Right. And then that's what ultimately turns Darth into Anakin. You know, right. he comes back to the light yep. and they defeat the Emperor together. That's what I see him throwing the lightsaber over the over the shoulder in The Last Jedi. Uh, oh, you know, the Jedi, you don't need your weapons. Um, it, it just lands with me a little bit yeah, differently yeah, yeah, yeah. because I can see that. I can see it. I can track that. But uh, but but to your point, uh, wouldn't the Luke of Lucas lore mm-hmm. be more concerned about keeping his nephew safe rather than just giving up on him? Here's another point. Uh, on this uh, monkeysfightingrobots.com, which, again, I love this uh, the title of this website, yeah. um, is that obviously he's trying to rebuild the Jedi Order, and one of his pupils turns, Ben Solo, and destroys it. And th- what they uh, posit, as it were, uh, is that once that happens, it's so bad that it breaks up the friendships. Han goes his way with Chewie. To start smuggling again. Leia buries herself in work, doesn't even train to really be a Jedi. And Luke goes off onto a de- you know, abandoned island. To- yeah, and like none of that makes sense to me because if you're General Solo, the guy who's like the, like the top general in taking over the Empire, mm-hmm. going back to like – you can't just go back to before that. You know, like it, it – it, basically The Force Awakens I think – the trouble with The Force Awakens ultimately is that it erased these 30 years of history that happened between Last Jedi and Force Awakens okay. and kind of took it back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like it, it really is a soft reboot of Star Wars. It is because it, it's, it's giving us the Han Solo we wanted. It's giving us – you know, especially Han Solo in Force Awakens is – yeah, I mean, he's the smuggler. It's Han Solo's movie. You yes, know? absolutely. And um, – which is which is kind of strange, you know. Um, some strange choices, like keep Han Solo and then re- build the new gang, mm-hmm. right? Of Poe, Ray, and uh, and Finn. Finn. Um, that's the new gang, mm-hmm. and like, but but then, to your point, that gang isn't even together as much either. No, they're not. But I mean, I I, I continue to go to like Poe doesn't meet Ray until the very end, right? Right. Well, no, no, no. in Force Awakens. Poe po no, no. and Finn. Poe and no, no. Poe and Ray. Oh, right. They'll meet each other until the end of uh, of the Last Jedi. Right. But in Force Awakens, we do see them standing next to each other at one point. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit fudged. I mean, they're on the they're on the base together, together at one point. Right. Right. First of all, you're right. It, it was kind of one of those things where people well, went so like, huh. <laughs> Do we miss something? Yeah. I mean, they are there at the same time. They're there at the same time, but <clears throat> all right, F that. We don't need yeah, – you yeah, know, yeah. we can just kind of bend it into this way so that they meet at the end of The Last Jedi. Maybe it's the first time they really talk to each other. Look, just to bring it all back around. OK. OK. Um, there's a reason – and like, look, this happened with the prequels too, right? Like, There's like those prequel edits – that are flying around, like, like yeah, like, they get like, rid of Jar Jar completely, like the Phantom. I think it's called the Phantom, the Phantom Edit, the Phantom Edit, yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a need for the fans, something that is so beloved, to to try to be optimized and the perfect ideal version of what you want in your head, mm-hmm. right? All good, um, and it's not it's not a surprise that they did it with the Last Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess. My my question is, is there a lesson to be learned here with this particular one so that 
the powers that be, because ultimately, what do we all kind of want? We all we all want Kathleen Kennedy to be George Lucas, or yeah. or, or, or or maybe not George Lucas, because a lot of people didn't like the prequels, right? But but we we want Kathleen Kennedy to be a good. Oh, you know what? We want Kathleen Kennedy to be Kevin Feige. Yes, that's okay. that's accurate. That's yeah. what we want. Um, and, and moreover, I would say Kathleen Kennedy to, to really truly listen to the fans, right? Right. To, or, or, to, or or at least be aware that she can't keep beating them over the head with something that they're not responding to. Right. You know, and um, <clears throat> I think that that's why I look, um, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum, but. That's why I have a lot of high hopes for episode nine. Mm-hmm. You know, like I actually really do think episode nine is going to be great yeah. because I think that it's the first time that J.J. Abrams is going to feel like he doesn't have any shackles on him. Mm. And he, he's going to like give us lightsaber fights. He's going to give us plenty of force stuff. He's going to give us plenty of bad guy. I think episode nine is going to be a friggin' fireworks show. I think it's going to be really good. I agree. And I think that there's also an extra bonus for the the – the TLJ detractors. Yeah. You've been heard. Yeah. You've been, you've been heard. You, yeah. you really have. And I think there was a very calculated reason JJ came back. Yeah. And it was to, to your point, give us some fireworks, give us some lightsaber duels, give us some. Yeah. Give us like reinvigorate the franchise and really set it up for yeah. the future. And like that's JJ's job right now. That is JJ's job. He, and, and, it, and, and, it's, and it's a tall order. He's got to stick that landing. But I think he's landing. keenly aware of the pressure. Oh, yeah. And I think that J.J., because he's J.J. and because he's such a huge fan. Um, now, remember, I, I know I, I met J.J. and spoke with him about Star Wars before he even did Star Wars. Right. I was able to meet him at the Star Wars play that I did. He nice. came in and just gushed about what we did because, as to his use his words, you're a bunch of kids in a backyard right now. Yeah. And that that's Star Wars to me. And so I think that the idea of him coming in to finish what he started can only be a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm very excited about it. And I think it's going to set up Star Wars for the future. I think he understands the challenge. Um, yeah. So, look, I want to do a little quick housekeeping. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, last week we talked about um, uh, a story that we had heard. Okay. Ah, good. I'm glad you're going here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were asked, where is it? <laughs> yeah, so the story did not, as far as I know from my sources, the story hasn't been confirmed to the point of it being newsworthy. Right. So it has not been announced. Correct. But there is somebody coming into the studio tomorrow mm. that is going to be – it's a very exciting guest Yeah. coming into Collider Studios tomorrow for yeah. one of our shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay tuned because this is a big guest. This isn't like – you know, this isn't, you know, um, the dude, you know, this is one of the big boys or, or girls or, or girls. Girl. This is A-list. This is A-list. That's a better way of saying it. This is A-list. And uh, you you might be able to, um, you know, do some detective work. Why are we bringing it up on a Star Wars show? Right. Well, there because it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You, you'll see. Keep your eyes on Collider Video. Uh, that's all we'll say. Um, but to your point. The housekeeping about that story. Yeah. I I think it's only a good thing because it means <clears throat> there's some there's some vetting going on. Yeah. And it has to be. And it has to be. Before you report on stuff, you gotta do, you know, you gotta triple check, you know, you gotta make sure it's real. Yeah. There's no fake news going on here. No, there's no fake news here. And 
keep your uh, all we'll say is because we will talk about it once it's um, it's out there. If it if it gets confirmed, if it gets confirmed, it, it, might, it might not. To so. be, let's let's be completely honest. If this turns out to be a dead end, it's not going to go up. Right. That's just it. That's just it. Because there's no fake news, because there's a lot of vetting involved, <laughs> because of the things that, that we take very seriously here. So yeah. just keep your eyes open on Collider in general, and yeah. you, you will be hopefully happy. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for it too. I, I can't wait. Yeah. But, oh, but, man, I know. It's one of those things. Look, let, let's put a little button on the, um, on the discussion for, you know, about this video. <clears throat> yeah. For me, my, my final takeaway was that – it's just – it proves a point that there's a chord to be touched in the fan base that wanted a Luke that was very consistent with the character evolution that or, or the character traits that he had in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. That it would have been nice to have seen those in the new movie because it would have created for a heroic, epic character uh, f- final act – that I think we all feel robbed of, you know? And, like, even though it's not the greatest trailer ever made, he proves a point that there's an audience that really, really wanted that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, this is the closest thing that they've ever seen to it, and they're responding manically about it. I mean, this guy's YouTube channel has exploded. I'm not sure how many views the video has, but it's... it's about 60,000 right now with uh, over 6,000 upvotes. And So the one I saw actually had more views, so maybe that's a different one. Yeah, I have somebody commenting here. Thank you. Thank you for, for doing this. Yeah. Um, Let me see the thumbnail of the one you have. Uh, let's see here. I got to get it back to the beginning. Let's see, see if it's the right one. Uh, uh, I can't find it. Let me just look at this. You know, it's it's not. Let me see if. Uh... Anyway, it, you know, look, check out the video. Um, maybe not a great topic for a whole episode, but maybe not the worst topic. You know, I mean, like, is there anything going on in the world of Star Wars news? Anything fun? Well, we kind of talked about the uh, the the rumor, the rumor, you know, um, Really, it's it's there's not a lot of news out there with Star Wars. There's a lot of speculation going on. There's a lot of yeah. leaks. There's a lot of rumors. Emperor seems to be taking a lot of the the people's you know attention, as it were. Yeah, it seems like almost like wishful thinking too, right? Like people, it's funny because the sequels have done wonders for the prequels. Yeah, you know, it's just like how now, not to get into politics, but like. How certain presidents make other presidents look much better or like I, I, we used to rag on him. But wow, now he looks pretty good now, right? Right. Um, yeah, it, it's it's weird that that contrast between the old and the new. If, if you know, look, and people don't like change, period. You know, mm-hmm. so no. it doesn't matter what it is. It could be great. If people don't love it, you know, uh, they're going to react negatively against it. But yeah, you know, like. Episode nine, and like right now, every time we do this show, I get more excited about episode nine. Yeah, when you when you start talking about it and the possibilities, um, but I I couldn't be more excited. But what's interesting, I'm I'm noticing again. Here we here we go again, and we we do this. I mean, we add to the conversation. We speculate endlessly as well because at the end of the day, we're fans. Yeah. But at the same point, I know that I need to pump the brakes. Sometimes going into the actual movie, I don't want to get too caught up on some of these rumors and hope yeah. that they come true because yeah. you start to build it in your mind 
what this movie is going to look like, and then when it doesn't match what's in your head, you can be disappointed, which I, I, I think we you saw that. You rationally with, upset. Like yep. Star Wars, negative Star Wars fan reaction is not reasonable. No. Because it's I, not reasonable for me. Like the way I react to it and, and the amount of thought and energy that I put into it, mm-hmm. it's not reasonable. Yeah. And and so here we are again with all the, the rumors going out there and there is still the fee, the fever for Star Wars. Here's, here's this Palpatine rumor. Yeah. And now people are gobbling it up and hopefully a word of caution if the emperor doesn't appear – you know, I don't want you to go in and go, ah, oh, this movie sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think we need to be careful <laughs> about that because yeah. the, only the filmmakers know what they're doing. Yeah, look, I'm not planning on the emperor being there or not. What, what they need to do, their biggest responsibility is restore balance to the force and allow it to be a springboard to the next generation of Star Wars films. Yeah. They need to put a button on it. Uh, on the Skywalker saga, whether it's going to be the end or whether it's going to be the beginning of a new saga, whatever right. they do, it's got to be a launching point for the next 10 years of Star Wars films. Absolutely. It is a tall order, but I think that they can do it yeah. because that's what we want and that's what we hope for. But we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Yeah, because sorry, guys. It's, I'm, it's, I'm, not, I'm not, you know. We have a, we have a sick Sith Lord uh, that yeah. we have to deal with, but yeah. uh, other things are awaiting. We wanted to get this one in for you guys because give you a little bit of a taste, give you a little bit of speculation. Let's do this. Throw out some Twitter questions at us. Drop in your comments right now. What do you want to see in Episode 9? What do you expect to see in Episode 9? And what does Episode 9 need to do to unite the fan base again? Yeah, I think that's an important question yeah, yeah. to ask. And then we'll talk about it next week. We're going to talk about it next yeah. week. But this has been episode 14. It has been Rule of Two. You can find it on Podcast yeah. One. It was Jedi tough to Council. follow up episode 13. I, I'm sorry, guys. I got Lucky little, number 13, I right? I got a little sick on this one. But you can find it on the Podcast One feed. Drop in some comments. Why don't you rate? Give us a nice four to five star rating on the Podcast One Jedi Council feed. It is episode 14. Dropping every Wednesday. That's right, Wednesday. I am Darth Rylus. That is Mark Sidious. We're here every Thursday, or sorry, Wednesday. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, the Riley Roundtable, which is every Thursday. And we will see you next yeah. week for an all new episode where we'll get a little bit more deep and a little bit more sweaty. We'll yeah. see you then. Less sweaty, less feverish, though. <laughs> less sweaty, less feverish. That's right. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this nice little soft episode. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now. Rise. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $849. Toastmaster small appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com.
Select styles. Offers valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or close.com for details.